And this is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas. Really glad to have everybody listening in this morning. Here we are in August, Jamie, later in August. And it's been kind of, my wife was saying the other day uh, that usually you'd look out about now and see brown grass in your yard, but it's all mm. bright green. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I feel like fall is uh, coming a little early or something. I don't like it. Yeah. I want my heat back. <laughs> okay, let's get our heat back here All on the right. Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. So glad to have everybody tuning in. As I mentioned, uh, you can reach us if you ever want to by email. That's info at DaveFox.com. You can also go to our website, DaveFox.com. And for any previously broadcast radio shows and podcasts, they're available at DaveFoxRadio.com. So we invite all of you to check out all the different subject matter we've got there regarding home remodeling. We have a vast resource there, Jamie, don't we, of topics and anything you yeah, can Yeah, just imagine. everything you could ever want to know about remodeling yep. and about Dave Fox. It might take you about two weeks to go through all of it, but <laughs> be well worth it. Well, A I lot less time than it took to that. write it all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> okay, so today we're kind of piggybacking on last week. In case you missed, we were started last week talking about our bar charts or Gantt charts. And this is how we lay out, uh, we chart a project, all the different phases that we go through. And we categorize things into 26 categories. So it starts with just uh, demolition, site prep demolition, and then it just continues clear through until we get to the final closeout. Yeah. So that's what we're tra- talking about in detail uh, through this series last week and this week. So we're going to, we made it about ha- halfway through the list last week, Jamie. So we decided, that, well, we need to do this in two radio shows. Yeah, we made it through our first three draws. So we're, we're doing pretty good. We got through cabinetry and countertop template. Now we're trucking right along on our kitchen project. Okay. So when you mentioned draws, that would be scheduled times that we would get a partial payment and that's based on reaching a certain milestone on these bar charts so that way when the client looks at a bar chart and sees all the different phases of the activity we she can they are, can see how many days we have allocated for instance for framing or rough mechanicals electric you name it and in there will also be a date uh, when we're expecting a draw to be due <clears throat> And we always make sure our clients are aware that this is a fluid thing. It's not, (laughs) you know, things change in this industry, believe it or not. Yeah. And a lot of times it's the client changing it too. Change orders. Yeah. Kind of change, Mm -hmm. you know, something that they want to do, want to add something on, things like that. You know, I think too, when you're doing a project that's maybe taking down a wall or something kind of big like that, that really changes kind of the whole feel of your home and the whole look. You might notice, you know, that a window isn't quite where you thought it was or that you thought there was a window there and there's not one there or Mm -hmm. things look off. You know, there's things that you might not have realized before Mm -hmm. without that, you know, with that wall there or not there. And so sometimes after demo, especially, you know, you might realize that there's something else you wanted to do or wish you had done. and, And so clients will ask about it and we can do change orders, but it does impact the schedule. Yeah. And not only on your job, but a lot of jobs, but for you, it will impact your schedule and kind of timeline. So that bar chart that you got at your initial meeting is no longer relevant. Yep. So our production people will line up their dominoes every day. Yep. 
and then things change those. Somebody knocks some dominoes down and they have to set them up <laughs> again in a little different direction. But that's kind of a day-to-day -day ordeal in this industry. Yeah. And you mentioned like when walls come out and you see things and you weren't totally, you know, expecting what you see. One of the things that really helps with that is the uh, virtual reality that yes. we can do for our clients. For sure. So if we have a client who has a really hard time visualizing plans, you know, some people can even look at a 3D rendering that looks pretty much like a photograph mm -hmm. and still not get a good sense of space and distance. Yeah. But the virtual reality headsets that we can have people put on really bring that to you. So I think they're especially helpful when you, got, when you have a project where a wall is coming out. And that can just make your house seem so much bigger, just more line of sight extended depth yeah you know i think it's something too that can be it can be really challenging for people that maybe are looking for a new home and are considering remodeling a new home or or things like that if they have a hard time visualizing it can be really hard to find that home whereas mm -hmm. i've noticed with with the people in our office, our design consultants and our interior designers, they have such an eye for it and have done so many projects that they can walk into any space and just instantly see all of its potential. Or they can instantly say, no, this wouldn't work because of X, Y, Z to get you what you want. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it, it's just amazing that that it's so innate in their minds, you know, and then in other minds, they cannot, they need to see it on a floor plan in a rendering and in VR and still, can, sure. you know, it can still be a hurdle. Yeah, but no matter what our clients' natural capabilities are, we've got the tools to help them yes. understand it. And that's really important. Absolutely. Okay, so are we ready to get into this bar chart halfway through? Yeah, so, all right, so we touched on countertop template a little bit at the end of last episode. Okay, wow, that just brings me to the realization that I heard, I guess, about a week ago or so. So... In the course of a project, when we get the base cabinet set in the kitchen, mm -hmm. or if we have an elaborate vanity in a bathroom, we don't measure any stone tops, stone or quartz, until the cabinets are set because those things are very accurately templated. They're very expensive. You don't want to make a mistake. Yeah. So we wait until those cabinets are set, and then we do the template, mm -hmm. and then we have to wait on them to fabricate the granite. Right. Or the quartz, which typically is at the quickest two weeks, but was normally about three weeks. Right. So that's today. A, that's a period of time <laughs> where not much else can be happening. Yeah. A little bit here and there, but really we have to get those granite tops in or those quartz tops in before we can set the sinks and all the final fixtures. So it's really a big hurdle. Okay, but then... Now what we're facing is six to seven weeks, I think. Oh, my goodness. So that means we still have to get these base cabinets set, and they come in and template it. And then it's six or seven weeks before we even get the countertop. So that's going to put our clients through a lot of time just waiting, and that's no fun. Yeah, so, and it's already at a, a time that you're... You've been through a lot of the remodel. Mm -hmm. You're kind of ready to have your kitchen back, yeah. you know? Even though you still love the guys, but, you yes. know, let's get this thing moving. <laughs> right? Let's get this going, you know? Everything's been exactly how you've told me. Everything's on schedule, but can we do it faster? Mm -hmm. You know, there's always that question. Could we speed it up? Yeah. Um, 
And Gary, even looking at this bar chart, you know, one thing that clients sometimes will notice is because it's kind of a colorful, basically fluid kind of stacking line, mm -hmm. but it goes very angular. So what is the main reason, would you say, or some of the reasoning behind not overlapping some things and overlapping trades and things yeah. like that? Uh, well, a lot of stuff just has to go in sequence. But right. Let's say rough mechanicals are being done. So that's electric, heating and ventilating, mm -hmm. and plumbing. Right. So if you have three contractors in there at the same time working in the same space, and then remodeling, it's usually one or two or three rooms, not a whole house. Then they're walking over top of each other. Their tools are in the way. It just does not work. They hate it. They don't like to do it. <laughs> and you want to have happy uh, rough mechanical contractors in your home. You don't want grouchy <laughs> guys that are sick of moving somebody else's stuff out of the way. And yeah. you don't want that happening in your house. You want to take the extra time and let them feel comfortable and get their work done. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. I always kind of relate a remodel to a surgery, you know, or something in the medical industry. I think they have a lot of similarities in a lot of ways. And you wouldn't want two surgeons working on your heart at the same time yeah. on different things. You know, it's like, let the guy focus. Fighting Don't move it around. Way to do it, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. You don't want to move that around. <laughs> we're going to talk a lot more about this exciting subject in just a minute. So today we are talking bar charts and progress on remodeling projects. And Jamie, progress has slowed down because of material availability, subcontractor availability, um, equipment delays. And we just talked right before the break about uh, stone tops being granite or quartz. Now we have to wait six or seven weeks after the countertops measured before we get the stone and that's a long time to wait that's crazy yeah lead times on cabinets 18 20 24 weeks is crazy gosh but i mean yeah if you're thinking about doing a project in the next two years call today <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. i mean it's like it's almost like you have to plan so far in advance now um kind of what you're thinking about and what you're hoping to do yeah just think it's of really all the challenging. things that are so hard to get you know, housing has been in high demand. Yes. Look at cars. You know, used car prices are going nuts because I know. new cars are just not that available. Yeah, I know. We we our office is by a couple dealerships. Mm -hmm. You know, and every day you notice a few more missing and a few more missing and yeah. It's really it's daunting. They they all are empty. Yeah. It's just amazing. Go down to the micro center and try to buy a computer with You're a chip <laughs> or a video card. Yeah. So there's such a shortage. I don't think I mean, whoever imagined this was going to happen in the United States of America? Yeah, definitely not. But we're all Any facing it. <laughs> it in so many different ways. Um, and fortunately, there's still a lot of food in grocery shelves. Yes. Um, yeah. But, you know, just the remodeling industry is getting hit just like everything else. And it's just making lead times drawn out much further than normal. Yeah. And I think, you know, some things that that the project managers are kind of scheduling around and, and making smart choices with that is, you know, maybe they set all the lower cabinets, get them in for the, the countertop measure as soon as possible. Then they can, while they're in the waiting period, they can work on the upper cabinetry, some of the detailed trim work, you know, the moldings on the bottom, things like that. Um, even in this instance, I know they had the floors 
uh, sanded and refinished after the cabinetry was installed. Things mm-hmm. like that are sometimes yeah. a little easier maybe to have done before the cabinetry right. is installed, but to keep things moving right. and to keep things in that kind of waiting period for those tops, you know, they're able to plan accordingly and and do things in a way that, that keeps things moving. So That's, you don't end up losing as much time. We're doing as much as we can there. So we're kind of disrupting our normal routine. Right. Just so that we can, it is more work on us, but that way we can get the cabinet set earlier than we typically would. And also do a little more work after they're set than we would, we would normally wait on counters, maybe for finished electric devices and stuff like that. So we're doing everything we possibly can, but it's still, a long delay and when you've been living through remodeling for weeks and then you're just your kitchen's just sitting there or your bathroom's sitting there and there's nothing we can do until the top goes in yeah it makes for a good time to go on a vacation <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely it can um it can be challenging during that time especially but but like i said the projects managers have been doing such a good job kind of reevaluating. you know they've been doing this, they have an approach that they prefer, but just kind of spinning on a dime and doing what's best to to keep a project moving and shifting things around in a way. And and everyone's been so understanding about it. You know, the one job I went out to that was a kitchen project and he was staining the floors after the cabinetry was in. And I mm-hmm. asked him about it, you know, is that make it a lot more challenging? It's like, well, sir, sure. There's a lot more to go around and to go under and a little bit more detail work, but he goes, but you got to schedule things when you can and you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. So even our flooring contractors totally understood why he was doing it and was still happy. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. But yeah. Okay. So we've gone through the depressing part of waiting for countertops. So what's next, Jamie? Is there something more exciting? Hopefully. (laughs) Well, I think the cabinet trim, getting all of those finishing touches on the cabinetry, I think is really cool. Um, some of the things I never really thought of in a kitchen when you see them done and all the molding up and everything's kind of covered and perfect and pretty, you don't think about all the under stuff. You know, we use a lot of the, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name, those little plastic, um, little wedges for the cabinetry to make them level. Oh, shims. Shims. Thank Mm you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's interesting seeing a kitchen without any of the molding at the bottom. And all you see are these little plastic shims here and there, and they're Mm -hmm. all colorful. And it's like, how, what is that doing there? I I can't believe all that stuff just lives under there forever. Cause when it's all finished and everything's covered, you would never know any of it's there. It's just so interesting. But yeah, I was asking the guys about the plastic ones versus the wood shims Mm -hmm. and they were explaining kind of what makes them better in the long term and yeah. things like that yeah with the heavy weight of stone tops yes and wood that gets can get compressed the plastic ones don't compress and it keeps yeah. everything plumb but i think getting all that cabinetry trim on the cabinets all those finishing touches and end panels and you know shoe molding and everything like that just elevates all the cabinetry so much that it, even though there's very little pieces being added it mm-hmm. adds so much yeah to the kind of overall know, every view. one of those little pieces when you're doing finish work takes a lot of time oh and my really gosh. precise cuts yes and absolutely good nailing techniques and it all has to come together to get a really nice finish yeah definitely so then then finally we start kind of doing a little bit of drywall touch up some more trim work and then move into painting mm-hmm. which is another exciting part yeah so 
we would typically prime the walls before we put the cabinets in. Uh-huh. But then finish paint, we'd want to hold that off till later because even if you wait till later, it's still going to get bumped up here or there and want we'll to go back in the end and do a little touch-up. Yeah. Just because there's so much going on in the house. But uh, painting, I know a lot of a lot of trim goes in before it's painted. Mm-hmm. And homeowners say if especially if they were doing the painting they would say hey let me paint that first before it goes on the wall i don't have to trim all that stuff yeah <laughs> but a professional painter is typically gonna trim it all out after it's all on okay yeah that's a lot of a lot of detail mm-hmm. but what is what's the main kind of so i know in like a new build you'll typically see them spray all the trim yeah you know, because there's a lot to do and nothing in the home. Yeah. What's kind of our rule of thumb with spraying something versus painting it? Is there a rule of thumb? Well, we spray a lot of trim in our uh, spray booth at the office, at uh-huh. the shop, at the yeah. warehouse. So we pre-finish most of our moldings. Okay. Yeah. So one nice thing about, like, in, if you're in a big brand new home, mm-hmm. you can fill all the nail holes and everything and then just spray everything. And it turns out nice, but. Like I said, there's no furniture, there's no carpeting, there's yeah. no anything. You can spray away and get Not your Not have to worry done. too much, yeah. Yeah, but that's very challenging uh, in a remodel situation. So we typically would pre-finish most of those moldings. Uh, sometimes we'll put them in with in raw wood and, mm-hmm. and brush the finish on. just depends on the circumstances. Okay. All right, so then finally... Our countertops are ready to get installed. All right. <laughs> finally, finally. Exciting day. It is, yeah, because yes. now we can set appliances, sinks, garbage disposers. And it's really going to start looking like a kitchen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's very exciting. Um, so that's a big milestone to reach uh, because that then opens up uh, all the finish finishes that go in. Yeah. So... We've already done some finished painting. Mm-hmm. Probably do a little more painting. Then we've got the tile backsplash. Yeah, that makes a big difference too. Yeah. So that would go on. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little bit of time because that's yeah. really artwork. And nobody's picking just a square tile, put it on there. It's all the same look. You know, right. Everybody's doing some really nice, exciting designs and and adding unique colors and textures and shapes. Yeah. I always love seeing when, you know, the tile setting with the interior designer and they kind of plan everything out to decide where the cuts are going to be and where the seams are going to be and things like that. I know I was photographing a fireplace the other day and they had the whole, all the tile for the whole fireplace going up it laid out on the floor to decide kind of where all the cuts and everything were going to be. And it was just such a cool process. Yeah. Layout for tile work is amazing. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick break. And the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show is back, and you're listening to Gary Demas and Jamie Brodslavsky. And um, we are here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock in case you're just tuning in or just happen to catch us. If you want to know a lot about remodeling from the inside story, the inside scoop, right? Yeah. Because we've got the inside scoop. We, we live it every day. <laughs> we live it every single day. And we don't hold back the dirty parts, do we? No, the, no. There's no so silver uh, coating all, in here. We lay it out bare before our audience, all the good, the bad, the ugly. Because if you engage any remodeling company, 
in a large project, you're going to go through all of it. Yeah. So you may as well know what you're up for. Yes. All the emotions, all the challenges and all the, it was all worth it in the end. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Because that's what makes this job so rewarding is just seeing the expression on the homeowner's face at the end. They just love their space. They love their home. They're excited for their family to enjoy it. Yeah. It's fun. I know. All the transformations are so cool to see. Yeah. It never gets old. Yep. Absolutely never. But yes. Yeah, so we were at backsplash tile. Our backsplash is getting yeah. installed. Mm -hmm. All the intricate kind of layout and tile work and that takes what, like a couple hours? Oh, if that, um, 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, when I do it, it's really quick. <laughs> the amount of time. Oh, you did a nice tile job. In <laughs> thank you. Kitchen. Thank you. Um, yeah. If you knew how long it took for a, a good tile installer to lay it out, just lay it out. Yeah. You'd be amazed. Oh, yeah. Because cutting tile, I mean, you've got so many different variables. The size of the tile has a huge influence over how difficult it is to install. Right. So let me ask you, Jamie, would you rather install uh, a subway, like a three inch by six inch subway tile or a nice big two foot by three foot tile where, so you put one tile up and you got six square feet on in one fell swoop, which, which would you prefer? Well, I guess if it were on a, f uh, in terms of installing. Yeah. I would think if it was on a floor, the bigger tile would be easier. But if it was on a wall, I would imagine a big tile would be really hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's hard either way. <laughs> I think it's very hard either way. Either way, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking a wall doesn't seem like it would be as easily straight as a floor. But maybe yeah. neither of them are. <laughs> but you have to think about the cuts you have to make too. Yeah. If you didn't have to do any cutting, and then tile sure. work would be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'll do tile work all day long if, you don't, if I don't have to cut anything. Well, I think that's why I didn't mind it. Because when I did it with my husband, we did our tile backsplash. And he did all the cutting. Um, and I just did all everything else. Good for Oscar. Yeah. So yeah. I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I didn't have to do any of the cutting. <laughs> yeah. So cutting small pieces is pretty easy. You know, because let's say you're, you're cutting around an object or a, a niche in the wall or something you have a small piece, you're just cutting one little part of that opening. Yeah. And if you're cutting a corner, it's just a little cut in a corner of a small piece of tile. But if you have a two foot by three foot piece of tile, you're cutting one great big giant tile. And if you're cutting like a U shape out of it, that's oh, absolute gosh. nightmare. Yeah. And if you break a tile, which you are going to break one or two, yeah, then there goes four. six square feet <laughs> of expensive tile down the drain. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And imagine, you know, trying to get it precise. It's real easy to get precise cuts on small pieces. Mm -hmm. And especially if you just cut one wrong, oh, well, I'll cut a different one, you know, and yeah. then you get it exactly right. Well, you cut a large tile and you get it wrong or get it a little bit off, you're, you're stuck. I yeah. Mean, I know. I wasn't even thinking of the cutting. I was thinking of like the flatness. Well, that's you know, the other story. Could wobble. Of the story. Yeah. yeah. Because if the wall's not flat, which I did see a flat wall once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hope you took but, a picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, floors or walls are going to have bows in them. Mm -hmm. uh, now, one of the things we do if we're framing up new framing, like in a shower wall or something. Yeah. We'll buy laminated studs, not solid wood, but laminated, and they stay straight. So now, that, what's a laminated stub? It's kind of like a laminated beam where it's veneer layers. Okay. So it's like a piece of plywood. It's very, very stable in all directions. 
So there's no bow in it. It's perfectly straight and it stays straight. So why wouldn't you use that everywhere? Because they're very expensive. Oh, okay. And <laughs> the rest of the house is just going to have to have some bows in it. have to right? have some bows, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but if you know you're doing something that requires a really flat, straight yeah. wall, mm -hmm. it's worth it. Yeah. And in a floor system, uh, we're typically working on a floor that's already been framed. Yeah. And there's going to be waves in that floor more than people would ever realize. But you have a four foot or five foot piece of tile, which a lot of these plank tiles are that long. And if you've got a hump in the floor, you got a big problem. Mm -hmm. So we've got to anticipate all that kind of stuff and either plan on doing some floor leveling or being able to fill, um, you know, dips in the floor. I mean, we just have to know ahead of time what we're up against before we can put big tile down. Yeah, so I know in in this particular bar chart for this project, there was just one relatively small wall of the kitchen getting a backsplash tile kind of behind the range. Okay. And so for that, there's six days allocated, so a little over a week um, spent to do just that. And that could be, because there's I'm assuming you have to let it set before, do you have to let it sit there before you can start grouting it? Or um, kind of what's the pro, like, is there downtime I'm in tile? To look, okay, we got six days. So there's some other work that can take place too in that period of time. Okay. But if it's a real small area, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take six days. It wouldn't take six though. days. Okay. Because you could prep the wall and get the tile installed in one day if it's a small space. You can okay. grout it the next day. So really two days would be enough for a very small yeah. space. Now I do know on this particular project, the tile is kind of an, uh, an arabesque shape. Mm -hmm. So it could be maybe extra challenging with the layout and things, but mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, it looks like there's some overlap there with finished plumbing yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. All right, and then into finished electric. Okay. And I like this part, appliance install, question mark. No. <laughs> <laughs> So appliances, as everyone has heard, are really hard to get right now. So when we get to this part of a project and it doesn't have appliances, what are we typically doing? Okay, our options are um, sometimes limited, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. So if the new kitchen, of course the dishwasher is a standard size, any dishwasher is going to fit. So we would either, if we're waiting on a new dishwasher, we could put the client's previous dishwasher in there that they could use yeah for a period of time mm -hmm. if they have a, a built-in range or cooktop yeah we're kind of stuck right that's we can't a lot. put a freestanding unit in there because there's cabinetry there yeah um so if they're it's still large, gonna be cooking on a hot plate <laughs> yeah if they if they had a let's say they had a 33 inch refrigerator freestanding and they're uh -huh. putting in a 48 inch or 42 inch built yeah in, well we could create that 42 inch opening but set, set their freestanding refrigerator in there while we're waiting on that okay so we do everything we can do you know to just put temporary stuff in there uh or give them the option of just waiting and yeah. That's going to be months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, you know, with the summer and the fall, grilling is becomes your best friend while you're remodeling a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. But as we get towards winter, 
Then you and need to buy a Rectech grill and you can grill in the winter. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, that's going to start to get more challenging for mm-hmm. clients without, you know, especially without a cooktop um, and per- potentially without an oven, things like that can start to get a little bit harder. Yeah. You have lots of crock pot chili. Yep. But in that case, you know, the client may want to uh, get the contract signed, get everything ordered yeah. and just wait before we start. We, we might have to wait six additional months. Yeah. Well, and because also a lot of the times, you know, if you are just using your existing appliances or whatever the case is, you're still get the brand new kitchen. Sure. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. either live longer with your old kitchen and old appliances mm-hmm. or live a little bit with a brand new kitchen and old appliances. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So the main thing is knowing exactly what you're going to have so that you're prepared for that. Yes. We'll be right back. So today we are talking about bar charts and remodeling. If you're just tuning in, this is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. We're here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. Me and Jamie are here. Yep. Just dying to talk about remodeling. <laughs> Actually, it's really easy to talk about, isn't it? It sure is, yeah. <laughs> we do it all the time. Uh, and it's fun. Yeah. Um, so we've been talking, kind of uh, talking the woes of product availability, lead times. You know, it's funny. We're getting more calls, more people interested in remodeling than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. And we have the hardest time getting materials that we've ever had before. Yes. So you got this incredible demand and a credible short supply. And here we are in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Being tugged and pulled each direction. Mm -hmm. But. That's the way it is. Yes, it is. It is the way it is. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. There you go. Okay. (laughs) All right. So moving along on our schedule here, appliances, Maybe new ones, maybe some old ones, whatever they are, getting kind of installed into place um, temporarily or permanently, depending on which is available. And then kind of moving into the final phases of the project. With We have our punch out and final the HVAC, inspections, everything like that. Mm-hmm. So punch out can can mean a few things as far as my understanding goes. And sometimes that can linger on a little while, depending on what that punch out entails. Sometimes things that might fall under punch out item might be, you know, a piece of trim for the end cabinet that was on back order and it's still not in yet. Mm -hmm. You know, that kind of thing can fall under that punch out category and might be they're after your appliances, you know, just depending on if it's on uh, something that's on back order or we just need special sourced or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, be a light fixture that's taking yeah, forever could, to get. Definitely could be a light fixture we've had. Um, and then it can also mean paint touch up, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of more of the traditional punch out, getting, you know, an outlet plate on all the outlets, things like that. Yeah. Um, and punch out's a funny thing because, you know, I know in my house, with my husband, punch out's one of those things that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I always tell him, I'm like, next time we do a project, I'm gonna have you like sign off on the punch out items. <laughs> I'm gonna print out one of our punch out lists from work and have you, oh, you know. So Oscar's gotta sign a contract. Huh? Yeah, he has, a, he has a punch out mm-hmm. list problem. But how is punch out traditionally handled, you know, for at a job site for Day Fox? Yeah. Punch out, there's nothing easy about punch out. No. Nothing at all. Because <clears throat> it's little things at the end. Now, you mentioned like paint touch-ups. Uh-huh. Or maybe, uh, 
a piece, a couple pieces of trim that need put on. Yeah. If it's material availability that we we can get the materials or we can get the product, then that's easy. Because, mm-hmm. well, it's kind of easy. <clears throat> it's never easy because your when the project is phasing down, less work is needed there, right, and less manpower. Right. So we're starting other projects. Mm-hmm. We have to. We can't just have people sitting around twiddling their thumbs while we're finishing punch out. So it's going to be maybe one guy left as things are phasing down because there's only work for one guy. Right. So uh, the fact that there's constant demands on everyone's time makes it more challenging in terms of scheduling. The project manager has to kind of force the scheduling for punch out. Right. Because other things are ramping up and that's just the way things have to go. So that's, the challenging part in terms of scheduling, but if we can get the materials, we can get it scheduled. We kind of force that scheduling, get that job done and move on. But when you get into situations where something's backordered or a product came in damaged or uh, something you can't get your hands on, and that can happen in so many different ways, it's hard to imagine. Yeah. Uh, in remodeling, there's just so many facets to it, so many products, issues with the, the home or the homeowners questioning something. It's just yeah. And I would imagine too, logistically speaking, if we know we're going to have to go back out there for, you know, miscellaneous XYZ that's on back order, and we have to go out there for paint touch up, we know mm-hmm. we're going to have to go out for those two things. Correct me if I'm wrong, but traditionally we would wait for that product to come in stock and do both at once, not send someone out there two different times yeah. for a 10 minute. <clears throat> we you know, usually kind of want to get the, per- the homeowner's permission to wait. Sure. And usually they say, sure, that's fine. Just wait till something comes and make yeah. one trip. But sometimes they say, no, I would really like to have this done. And we'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So it just kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then final inspections and kind of that end. Where, when throughout this, you know, with the clients being installed, some, a lot of the finish work being done, do the clients get a specific, okay, you can move in now? Or do they typically start moving in? you know, as soon as they get countertops. <laughs> well, at our final walk, we call it the project substantially complete. Yes. So that means it's safe to use. Okay. We can move in. So that would be our final walk. Okay. And here we may be either everything's done or there's just a, or at that final walk, we'll look everything over and the design consultant will have a chance in the interior designer to look everything over when it's done too. And they may see a thing or two that they want to have addressed. Yeah. Or uh, the client may have a couple items. So we'll do that final walk and make Mm -hmm. a little list of anything that needs to be done. But it's going to be very minor things. And that's kind of the official turn it back over to the homeowner for use uh, milestone. Would you say most homeowners wait till that point to move in? Many do. Mm -hmm. Some don't. Yeah. It's their home. Yeah. You know, we can't we can't tell them, get your things out of this cabinet. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. their cabinet. Yeah. Uh, so, but most of them will wait. I would imagine that move-in day, so to speak, is, is a very exciting one. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes, like, a, they'll have friends over to help put things in their new spaces. And, yeah. Getting it all yeah, it's organized. A, it's a fun and, time. Yeah. That's really cool. Definitely. And then with certain like appliance companies like Wolf Sub-Zero, I know they offer, if you get one of their appliances installed, they'll send 
someone to your home to teach you how to use them all and even maybe show you a recipe or two on them and really get you kind of embedded in your new appliance and, mm-hmm. and how to use it and things mm-hmm. like that. So a lot of that stuff gets scheduled at that final walk as well yeah. or set up. Um, you know, Cambria courts, they'll throw a kitchen party if you have Cambria in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. So just kind of talking about those types of things as well. And and now you get to just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's and fun that's times. the fun of it. Yes. And you know, Jamie, um, having remodeled every house I've ever lived in, <laughs> uh, of course. And living through it. <laughs> and living through it and still alive to talk about it. Yes. But it is so fun when you remodel and you do it right. And years later... You're still so happy with what's been done. Yeah. And uh, quality, this is when quality pays you back, you know, because uh, good products are going to last a long time. They're going to look good. A good design is going to last a long time. And you don't have to be afraid of it being outdated. Uh, I, one of the homes I remodeled, we were in it 15 years and 15 years later, People still loved it, and the house sold right away, and the homeowners were so thrilled to get it. Oh, wow. So doing things well and right and using good materials always pays in the long run. Yeah, for sure. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. The quality. Yes. So that's why people say, Dave Fox remodeling, wow, they're expensive, but they're worth it. Well, that's kind of the, the way it is. I know. I know. You know, and it's interesting, too. Having, I came from a new home builder to remodel to Dave Fox in the remodeling industry and talk about a quality difference. You know, you always hear the term builder grade, mm-hmm. builder grade this, builder grade that. And it's amazing the difference, even just in cabinet doors, little things like that, or just the materials that we use. It's, it just makes you feel good to open something that's sturdy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's true. It just feels good. <laughs> it does. So we appreciate everybody uh, tuning into the radio show. That makes us feel good. (laughs) And we're here every Sunday morning, 8 o'clock. You can reach us by email at info at DaveFox.com. You can go to our website, DaveFox.com, or go to DaveFoxRemodeling.com. We'll be back next Sunday morning.